Alrighty, so uh, good evening, good morning, good night, whatever time zone you're at or whatever time of day you're listening to us. And we actually have a guest that's on another time zone. So thanks everyone for listening to Skid Sub Podcast, where today we have a very special guest and a very special co-host. So today is a very, very good day for our podcast indeed. So uh, let's begin with our quick round robin of say hi. So Mr. Darren, uh, up from the Canadian uh, northern pieces of the world, say hi. How's it going, eh? Hey, nice. Uh, Mr. Moradios, say hi. Say hi, guys. Awesome. And we have uh, an awesome co-host today, Steve. Steve Yoon, uh, say hi. Hey, guys. Awesome. And from the very distant, faraway lands, we have a legend that for most people in the hobby uh, need no introduction. For very new people in the hobby, we will, we will need to introduce him. But for everyone else, we have Mr. Kyle Dahl. So welcome. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. No, Ooh, nice. Uh, nice. Thanks for yeah. coming on. So, Good to have um, you on. Yeah. So awesome. So today, Kyle, we would like to, uh, we usually, usually we go through a quick round robin of what's everyone been doing, but we know that you have started your work day. So we're just going to start over and jump right back into you. So, um, Kyle, um, so what's been up with you for, I know that you've, you were on a podcast lately. So, um, you mm -hmm. kind of gave a kind of like a, a life update of what's going in, been going on with Kyle Dahl that all of a sudden, kind of suddenly disappeared uh, after, you know, being all over YouTube, flight videos, events, uh, you name it. So just uh, a quick rundown of what you've been up to lately, Kyle. Yeah, so lately has been a really exciting period of my life. So, you know, as you said, like I had my whole upbringing in the hobby, did the whole competitive scene throughout, I would say, 2008 till 2000. 20 or so, or maybe 2019. And then uh, at that point, I started kind of progressing from just pilot on up to try to be a person in the industry from the manufacturing side. So I had a stint, I moved to Germany, and I was working at Mikado Model Helicopters directly, worked on some cool projects with them. And then uh, after that, we actually, me and my wife moved to Hong Kong. And where we're now, I'm now working and uh, working at Scorpion Power System. So the last two years now have been at Scorpion, and uh, it's it's been a great experience and uh, learning a ton, not just about business, but uh, about electric power systems in general. And uh, it's it's huge. It's uh, it's a huge opportunity for me, and uh, really exciting and. You know, basically, I, I'm an engineer at heart. So, uh, of course, the majority of my work is business and uh, handling all the ins and outs of that. But also, I get to design new products and do development, testing, R&D, promotion. So, all of the stuff that I love, and I get to do that for Scorpion. So, it's a great opportunity, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, we're in Hong Kong now. have not been flying as much and have not... Of course, my uh, social media and cool videos and stuff has has had to taper off, but uh, I still get out to the field sometimes, and I still enjoy every time that I get to go fly. Nice, nice. So it's more like a 
like a hobby? I mean, because before, you know, it was actually your job, right? I mean, you were part of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the teams of Mikado, you know, you were a very integral part of the Mikado team, you know, even designing a, a full helicopter, you know, the, the, the logo, but, you know, you did mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff with, uh, with Mikado. So it was more like work. So right now it's uh, probably more like, uh, like a hobby, right? For you. Uh, it's more of a hobby in the sense that I don't compete anymore. So I don't have that, um, that drive or that, uh, that push to to need to practice and to be the very best pilot. I, I leave that for the the current generation of pilots who are just absolutely killing it. And you guys have seen all these new pilots that are coming up, like the talent out there is just yeah, insane. insane. Yes, absolutely. So um, now, you know, it's like, uh, but it's kind of a catch-22 for me. Like, if I'm not practicing for something, then... I don't have the drive to go out and fly every day. So my new kind of um, drive that I have is just product development. So like I really right. enjoy testing product and testing uh, new things, developing new techs. So I'm really lucky that with Scorpion, I still have that opportunity to design and develop and test new stuff. So when I'm flying, it's normally because I've got something new on my model that I'm testing out and gathering data. You know, and just doing proof of concept and testing and everything like that. So that's kind of my more what I've turned the hobby into is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still my, it's still my job, but not with the same kind of pressure as competition. Right. How was that shift kind of going from like a competitive mindset to then going to just the business side and doing all the R&D and and product, you know, development, like you're saying? It's definitely a shift, but uh, it's one that is uh was suited for the time of my life that I'm in, you know, like yeah, uh, going sure. up, doing the, when I was younger, getting, living out of a suitcase and going to a different events every week and living it up like that was, you know, great experience and everything. But now, you know, as, as time goes on, shifting more to the business side of things and, and really getting to work and push and do everything for that is, yeah, it's great. It It was a change, but, It was a mm-hmm. welcome change and a seamless sure. one. I bet it's a totally different type of like satisfaction you get, you know, like earlier competition wise, mm-hmm. it's your growth in the hobby as far as a pilot. But now it's more what kind of products can you bring to the market, to the hobbyists and, and, you know, kind of share that kind of engineering love of it. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure. And there's still, it's different kind of react uh, reward, but still the same reward when you release a product and, Like we just had the recently the HK5 series come out and, you know, it's like yeah. I look at all the, sa- a the lot sales. About that. I look at all the <laughs> sales number going back for the past two years and I thought like, okay, we'll sell this money in six months. So let's do the first production. And then it's like within the first month, like six months of stock sell out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Wow. like great. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that's rewarding. So yeah, yeah, it's that's it's, awesome. It's, it's It's still a different a different kind of rewarding, but it's just great. So yeah, it's it's amazing that you can still get reward from the hobby, right? Like you know, different, mm-hmm. but you know, still getting some. So that's great. Because that's that's yeah, kind of what 
a question that I have, uh, you know, for a lot of our guests, especially guys like you who have taken the hobby and turned it into a, or, you know, moved it into something like a business is how do you even still keep your enjoyment in flying then too? Like, do you ever actually get out and just fly just because you want to get out and fly and just to enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it's still an enjoyment for me. And, uh, you know, at the, the club that we have here in Hong Kong, it's a really, it's a really nice club. So they, it's not just flying, like they do lots of events out there and stuff. So they'll, they'll have like small competitions where like, they'll just put a limbo pole on the runway and like whoever flies (laughs) under it the most amount of times wins a plane (laughs) or something, you know? And it's like, and they'll do big barbecues out there. We'll go out there with the whole family, me, my wife, George, and the whole family will go out there and barbecue. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, do you, do you fly with George? George's? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you do. So, okay, so a lot of jet crashes, huh? A lot of turbines, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see if George is close to lease as well. <laughs> yeah, that field nice. is known for uh, for the carnage. <laughs> it's great. So, but yeah, we go out there. I won't say every, George is out there every week, but I, I'm maybe every other week or so. I'm out there and we have fun and yeah, just good time. So I don't just fly helis now. I have my helis. I have my planes. And then uh, we're also developing, not for the hobby specifically, but for the industrial market, some like industrial drone motors and such like this. So nice. have some big quads, and which are boring to fly, but it's still testing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curious, wow. uh, those motors, uh, like the quad industry, the drone, the, I guess, commercial applications, do they influence the hobbies motors or is it vice versa like the you know the new 50 series does that influence some of the drone motors that are coming out next yeah yes and no so i mean uh, every motor is designed for an application and every motor that we get you know we learn something from it so but just the design of a drone motor is completely different of one of a heavy motor which is completely different of one of an airplane motor so Everything's a bit different. There are, I would say, some more similarities on the ESC side. So, like, we developed some new ESCs. I won't say too much, but some new ESC tech that's, like, has some pretty awesome results in terms of just hop-in power and then also efficiency. And it's, like, all of that stuff can be applied back to the the hobby side as well. And uh, so, yeah, they, they all related, but they're all different still. But it, it has been great for me. Like we got um, maybe earlier this year some like pretty high tech like testing equipment for you know really measuring very precisely like power in to power out of a power system, so we can know efficiency and torque and everything. And it's like it's really interesting to take when we design a motor. Like we make five prototypes and put them on the stand and each each five is has a little minor variation and then put them on the stand and test and just look for which one does what better and take the best of each bit and then work it into just the final product which is you know just awesome so yeah so you know i mi- kyle i miss you as a pro pilot because you always gave good videos and yes you know you yeah. always Kind of, you were you're always inspiring. You were always inspiring. I still remember the first time Thank I you saw Frank. you fly in person, and I was just out of this world. And it was like at my second OHB, I think it was the last year, and you were doing a demo for expert servos, mm-hmm. and 
Oh, with the 690, and you did this place tall auto, maybe 20 feet off the ground, where it just stood there like you glued it to the sky. And you could see the blade stopping, and he just turned around and just landed like it was nothing. <laughs> I missed that guy. But the cow doll now, I really love because you come out with such great products. And I've been using, you know, I've been flying scorpions since I can remember. And, you know, I've become this year, I've become plain sexual or planker sexual, <laughs> like my friend called me at work <laughs> uh, at the club. And guys can't see it's him. just Shaking so great. My head. <laughs> <laughs> and, I am too. And, you know, and it's just been so great to see, you know, you progress and, you know, just evolve into what you're doing right now. So just kudos to you, man. And kudos to, you know, yeah, thank stepping you. up the game for on the playing side. And it, it, I, I have got to, I, I did go to a couple events. Like uh, there was a competition in China, the Rotor Asia Masters last yep. month. And uh, mm-hmm. I did get to fly there and do some demos there. And uh, nice. it was nice feeling and. I still try to do crazy shit. Like, I don't know if you saw Frank, like, uh, I did an auto onto an inverted auto. Yeah, I saw it. I saw saw that. Yes. And it's like, so it's still fun to go out and do stuff and put on a show. So. Yeah. My, my, I still, one of my favorite videos is the majesty of dust. (laughs) Yeah. That's still one of my Mm -hmm. all time favorite videos. (laughs) That's such a funny video video because like, yeah, that's such a funny video. No, how about the one where you introduced the logo and oh. you were interviewing yourself? What a great yes. video. I remember saying like, oh, dude, he's going to sell a billion of them. This video alone is going to sell more helicopters than all the sponsors in the in the country. This is just going to be the best-selling video. And I remember how many times I watched it and how much I laughed at it. And it was just great, dude. Like... Oh. Oh, it was good times. It was good times. Yes. So just show yeah, some anyway, of the fun but, and creativity. Yeah, it's good. I got to. I was in uh, Europe for Global 3D, and then that Rotor Asia Masters in China. We're going to Thailand next year, uh, next uh, month for the event over there. So I've been oh, wow. hit some events, but I I need to make my way back to the U.S. and hit some events over there for sure. Yes, It'd be great to to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Kyle. I just wanna, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit mind blown. I mean, you, uh, when you did your brief synopsis, I mean, you went from traveling all over the world, um, you know, like most pro pilots, from them going to a country where I don't know if you spoke the language, and then moving to a completely different country, which I'm pretty sure you didn't speak the language, you know, and moving completely. Uh, I mean, still within the hobby, but, you know, on a completely different career, then, you know, your, your personal life changed, you know, got, you got married. I mean, you had all these changes in your life, man. I mean, kudos to you. I mean, you've, you've, you've moved, uh, very well among all of those. And, you know, from the results, you've been very successful, but I just want to, you know, it kind of blows my mind, everything that you've been through. And, you know, how has that been on you, uh, you know, growing as a person and, you know, how moving through all of those changes? Yeah, it's been a, a huge experience for me. And, uh, you know, it's uh, like I, I'm a pretty motivated person. Like I, I like a challenge and uh, I'm, you know, my mom always yells at me about work-life balance and stuff. But, you know, I, I'm more of the opinion like I'm in my, I mean, I'm 30 now. Just I'll say it. Holy I'm shit, you're now. old, dude. 
<laughs> so it's like, I, know, I, know, I tell you, in, yeah. in my, in my opinion, I'm at the point in my life where it's time to hustle and bustle and, you know, mm-hmm. get shit done. And like, okay. uh, so I, I, I'm at that point in my life. So like every new challenge that I meet and every new thing that I do, like, uh, I'm, I'm ready to take it on. And, you know, when I moved to Hong Kong, like, uh, I, I had a call with George several years back where he, you know, he's looking to retire and looking for somebody to take over the company. And that's the main reason that I moved out here. So having George as, you know, my mentor to uh, teach me the business side of things and let me work to, you know, eventually buy out and take over Scorpion. Like it's a huge wow. opportunity that I was presented with and yeah. one that I'm going to bust ass to to make a reality. So a lot of changes, yeah, man, a lot of it. stuff in life, but it's it's one that I'm eager to take on. And it, I'm super lucky and blessed to to have that opportunity and to have George as a mentor. And uh, yeah, it's been great. So now for, for the power system side, like uh, over the last two years, like I've I've taken it over, basically, like I'm now director of that company and uh, awesome. then just nice. continue working That's on. So and, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a great challenge. And... What is it you're actually doing then? Is you're overseeing all the development and research and all that stuff then too? Or are you overseeing production and whatnot as well? Or what is it you're actually, your title is currently? Yeah, so t- title, official title is just director. So it's basically um, like overseeing everything. So, and, and Scorpion is still a small company. Like we're not a huge corporation with a thousand employees, you know, like, so it's like it's it's still me doing product development. It's still me uh, managing this, uh, looking over the sales. It's me looking over the factory. Look, me doing the promotion, and of course we have you know sales assistants and production teams and stuff like this. But uh, yeah, it's more just supervising and overseeing and making the general direction and giving out the orders of what everyone needs to do. Okay, fantastic. That's cool. Cause I, I have no idea how, how big is the Scorpion factory in, in general? I mean, I really, I mean, how many I remember years, are in what was it? Yeah. Like I remember years ago too. Um, uh, what was his name from that other, from all things that fly Lucian Miller had done a little bit mm-hmm. of a promotional video of the factory and whatnot. That was like probably 12, 15, 20, almost 20 years ago when he did that but uh like yeah tell like how big how many employees how big is the fact the company then yeah how big of an operation yes. is it so there, there's different parts to the company actually um there's the the motor side for the hobby is actually one of the smaller sides and then there's the whole commercial like industrial motor wing or power system wing of the company and then there's other sides of the business as well not related to the hobby but in general, like Scorpion is about maybe 50 employees total. And wow, then we, our production facility is, I think it's like 100,000 square feet. And Holy uh, shit. It's, yeah, it's huge. Because th- th- we, we make more than motors, so. Yeah, yeah, you do uh, a yeah. lot of work. A lot of CSC like are, work. Are you guys still making keychains and all that kind of thing too? And little trinkets like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's the. And are you involved with that too? Yes. Okay. So that's the, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's both sides of the business that I'm I'm working to take over, and then the commercial side of the the power system industry as well. So yeah, we have 
yeah, maybe 50 employees. And then that's not counting uh, like the the factory staff, which is, you know, it fluctuates depending on uh, how many yeah, orders work orders have, and stuff. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, we have our office in Hong Kong and then I think uh, two, three, three factories in China for various things. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. Very, very cool. So I don't know if you can talk about this, but Kyle, give us uh, what are the design meetings like between you and George's? <laughs> yes. Yes. Design I want to hear that because, yeah, like going back and forth. Yeah, like? it, it, it's it's super funny because, I mean, it's pretty chill. Like, it's normal. we have lunch together almost every day and, like, we'll just sit and have a meal and talk about shit. And, you know, like when I was first starting to design stuff, like, uh, like we started with the A-series motors, which is for airplanes, last year. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. it was my first time developing motors and stuff. So, like, I took the knowledge that I had and tweaked this and that and, like... Uh, make a sample and show it to George and do test reports and make it. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And he looks, he's like, this is not very good. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, and then he tell. I mean, he, that, that man has a wealth of knowledge. Like he, there's a reason why Scorpion makes good stuff. And that's because of George and the, what he knows and also what he's, who he's hired in the past to have helped us with the designs and everything. And, um, like he he knows so much about power systems, so like he can just look at a the efficiency chart, look at the motor, look at the weight, what windings are in it, and just look at the data and be like, it's good or it's not good. And you know he's imparted that knowledge onto me now. And so that that was the very first samples, which improve, improve, improve. And now I don't know. I think we've come out with like twenty or thirty new products this year or last year and this year. And now like our design meetings are like. I show him the stuff and he's like, that's a good motor. And I'm like, yes. So, <laughs> yes. But uh, it's, it's been fun and uh, yeah, sales are up. Things are good. Everyone's happy. And, uh, you know, George is happy because he, he doesn't have to do as much now. And uh, I can take over the reins and uh, he's still around to advise me and help me and uh, give his opinion and everything like this yeah but our design meetings are pretty chill like it's just to sit back and uh, chat about stuff look at the market see what's new see what's coming out where we could go into everything like this interesting cool man that's that's great to hear um as far as the market what do you see the outlook you know there was a time a couple of years ago where it seemed gloom and doom like the hobby was gonna die but Mm. you know i've seen it as it's it's slowly creeping up. You see a lot more near faces than you used to. You see guys that were in the hobby that left, that they're coming back. You know, what's your take on, you know, where we sit as a hobby and not just helicopters, just to talk RC in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, I think uh, it's a very promising outlook for the future. So I think, uh, I mean, I can just look at the market, like uh, my feeling of the market. And I can look at sales numbers. I guess I'm in that unique position of just seeing what sells and comparing numbers. And, you know, I would say things are on a, a steady, not huge upswing, but on a steady upline. Like uh, there's more people coming out. There's more people getting in, more people buying stuff. And uh, 
I think the the landscape is changing a little bit. Like uh, personally, I think that the the industry needs just that next evolution. Like uh, you know, it was big in two thousand. I think if you go back to like the early two thousands, like when three D came onto the scene, like there was this huge boom in interest in helicopters because helicopters started doing all this crazy maneuvers that nobody had ever seen before. And uh, so that was like the early 2000s. And then they kind of tapered off. And then, then like the extreme 3D came out. Like I would say that's where we're at now. The extreme 3D throughout the 2010 to 2017 or so, where like pilots started doing all this crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, they had the competition scenes, which were super interesting. And pilots just every year coming out and doing better and better and better. And then again tapered off, and then I think now we're just waiting for that next, that next step. And I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, I, I think the pilots are there, and the the market is there and waiting. And uh, I don't know if it's a new form of competition or um, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I think things are going up, and I think things are are ready for that next big boom. So. That's that's my hope and that's my opinion. So, I think we need a new competition format. If I say it directly, like uh, okay. Um, and I've had some ideas. I've talked with some people about you know trying to implement new kind of style of competition, just something to regain the interest and uh, just just to garner the attention on the competitions, and then that comp- interest on the competitions translates down to the everyday pilot. You know, they they see something cool at a competition, then they try to go out and do it, or yeah. it gives uh, the youth, the new pilots in the industry, something to work towards. Same like it did for me. Like I remember growing up watching Alan Zabo and uh, Curtis Youngblood, Marty Coons, all those guys doing all this crazy 3D stuff, and like it, that's what motivated me. So I think if we have that next form of competition, that just like. Uh, is so awesome to watch and so new and innovative. And then, you know, a bunch of young, young up and coming pilots see that and they're like, oh, I want to do that. Like, I remember the day when right. like, I saw I saw Alan Zabo fly at a, an event in Bakersfield when I was like 10 or maybe 12. And like that night I told like I went home and I told my dad, I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be a 3D <laughs> pilot. Okay. So it's like, you know, I think if we have that, that next evolution of the hobby then it will just snowball everything together and get that whole next generation in there so but as far as the current status like yeah it it is it's there it's going up more people are getting into it sales are up so i mean it looks promising and i think uh, we just need something to push it over the edge and then it'll it'll snowball yeah, sure. yeah. And uh, now that you mention it, Kyle, I just, uh, uh, you know, a thought popped into my head. I was seeing this interview the other day with uh, Piquet. You know, he's uh, an ex-soccer uh, player from Spain. And mm-hmm. um, he started something new, um, you know, a new soccer league, which basically um, it's uh, indoors. It's less players. They have a little, a few different things, you know, like they throw a dice and that affects the, the course of the game. But also, I think that the main thing is that the owners of the teams are streamers. So, um, so, so they, they have these streamers who have huge people following them online and streaming the games. And then 
it's the, the, the groups that, that follow that streamer versus the, the groups that follow the other streamer and, you know, streaming online ads, you know, all that, you know, it's the new thing. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a huge thing. Um, you know, I, I was watching the interview and this guy said that, you know, they're expanding. Um, they want to do like a world tournament now because it's gotten so big and they're hiring like, um, Soccer players, you know, because I'm from Mexico and soccer is a thing. Um, you know, you know, Chicharito, you know, is one of the, of, of the very good soccer players from Mexico. He's going to own one of the teams in Mexico. So, you know, things like that, you know, I think that's a yeah. new format and that, that would be something, some, something good. Uh, you know, that I recently heard that I was not aware of, you know, that seems mm-hmm. like a good idea to, to have a, you know, streaming format and, and and get that you know to people that you know are more glued to their phones and to their computers that they're on on the outside. So you get the pr- the ten percent pro pilots flying, and the rest of the people just glued onto their computers, streaming mm-hmm. the thing and making money. So so yeah, it sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, for sure. And then I think just uh, you know, like the the whole people have shorter attention spans nowadays. So yeah, if you ask my personal opinion, like the the three minute format, like, uh, you know, do a three minute freestyle and a three minute music and eight minutes of set maneuvers. Like it just, it uh, doesn't yeah, it talk to the people anymore. And, mm-hmm. uh, I've said, I've had some ideas on how to change that. And I've, I've talked to a few people. I'm not sure who's willing to take the risk, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah. think there needs to be a a cash purse. I mean, to be honest, I think there needs to be a cash purse for it to really work in America. I well, mean, it works in other countries like that, right? I mean, you look mm-hmm. at all the the big, you know, um, the Thailand heli blowout, all the ones. Um, there's one in Australia coming up that I think has yeah. like a forty k, you know, purse. Mm-hmm. I think things like that will attract people. I mean, that's what attracted uh, pilots to drone racing. Right, it's yeah, a chance of sure. winning, you know, million dollar purse. So that's like crazy, you know. So yeah, yeah, the catch with drone with that though is drone racing. It's a little easier to determine a clear oh, winner, sure. and it's that's a race, right? You know and who's that's win, right? The, that I mm-hmm. think is the difficult thing with RC helicopters is, is how it do is. you go and determine something subjective. like that? It's too subjective. Where it's yeah, it's a lot more of an objective system to win, and that I think is the struggle. yeah. That's that's the thing to uh, address as well, and. It goes back to right. my thing of the, the three-minute flight. It's like, you know, you have eight... Okay, let's just take the top five. Because, like, uh, if you look at a competition, like, there's generally the top five, and then, like, it's a race between those top five on, like, who's mm-hmm. going to win. And it's like, you look at five absolutely amazing flights, and you're just like, who's the winner? Right, you're blown away by all know. of them. It's so hard yeah. to tell, right? <laughs> They're so technical. They, you know... You know they, like, I was none just of them the makes a mistake. <laughs> Right. I was just at the, I was judging at the Rotor Asia Masters last month in China. And it's like, yeah, the, the finals, it was like between Kenny Ko, Vava Bunmala, and uh, Duncan Bosian, like the top three. And yeah. like all of them flew. And like I put my scores, and then someone's like, oh, who won? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, well and there's that. And then the other thing is, like, I remember when we had Wes Minear on, too, and he was talking about judging for the F3, F3N World Ma- uh, um, Championship at, uh, you know, before Urcha. And he was talking about, you know, these pilots, they're going to also try and find a way to make it look like they did the maneuver, but without actually doing the maneuver kind of a thing, too. And mm-hmm. you need to learn how to recognize what is the actual maneuver and what isn't. 
and and figure figure that out and and these you know and like we say it happens so quick and fast it's hard to tell too right (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's the thing like if you're judging like set maneuvers then like for audiences like that's boring to watch yeah you know okay i'm just i'll go out and say it Maybe you guys can help me like start for the the Kyle Dahl format or whatever we want yeah. to call it. <laughs> I, I like that. Like that. The, the Kyle Dahl format, <laughs> the KD format, KD format. format. Yes, <laughs> there you go. KD so, format. So take, yeah. So take what you said about set maneuvers right there. Here's my idea to say to to advance the hobby. You said set maneuvers. Like you mm-hmm. see a pilot, he does his eight maneuvers, and it's eight minutes long. And then the next pilot comes, he does his eight maneuvers, and it's like the crowd watches it and is bored. The judges, like, how do you remember who did that t- reversing time machine better, this right. pilot or this pilot? So it's like my idea, like, it's simple, but it's a minor change. But it's like in the finals, maybe this doesn't work for the prelims, but in the finals, when it's the top five guys, it's like pilot one goes does reversing time machine lands then pilot two goes does reversing time machine lands and it's like you have direct comparison like yeah okay who did it better a b c d or right the audience would be able to also tell as well right yeah audience would have a direct comparison like or at least a closer comparison of like okay who did it better then land next everybody take off again next guy goes does the next maneuver and all pilots do the same all pilots do the same like that and it's like and then also live scoring like yeah you have like okay on maneuver number one oh uh vava's in first place kenny's in second duncan's in third so you know kenny needs to get 0.5 points more on this next maneuver to take the lead and it's like it makes it more dynamic then on the second maneuver like they give the scores again like okay now Mm -hmm. duncan's in first and uh, vava's second kenny's third so can kenny make up that one point difference you know, right. and it's like yeah. adds the whole dynamic element to it, and then at the end, it's well, okay, like, uh, yeah, okay, go from the freestyle round, like so and so is the champion, and this and this. So now we're gonna move to the freestyle round next, and it would be sim for the freestyle, like rather than a three minute thing. It's like have the pilots go out and do like just a bang or like forty five second or one minute, like. Yeah. You have 45 seconds to show your stuff. <laughs> Whatever you can put if into you, a reel. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that is such a good idea. Whatever you can put into a reel. I like yeah, that. That's, that's the generation like, of kids now. It has to be the reel. Yeah, and it's the same for the freestyle where it's like, you know, Pilot A does his 45 seconds and then all five do that. And then it's like they do it another round on the same battery, same charge. And it's like, okay, can you one-up yourself and can you make up that point difference? And then at the end of it, if not, maybe get eliminated, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, you I like out, that. Whatever. I like that. You could almost even also do that almost as a head-to-head too, where you have one pilot yeah. versus another one, and then you're both out there tournament and you're just style head-to-head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tournament oh, style yeah. head-to-head, and whoever wins that moves on, right? Yeah, and yeah. we did that. Cobra Kai uh, for life. Kind of like what you did with nice... that Kyle to Kyle thing. What was it a few years ago? Where oh, was it? Dude, Virginia or something was, like oh, that. Man. I was there. Yeah. I, I recorded yeah. it live I on mean, the Hangout. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes. Just like that kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the inspiration for like the idea. That's kind of what started it all those years ago. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we shut that event down. I think it was me and Kyle Stacy, And it's like, yeah. the yeah. whole event, like we didn't tell the whole event, but it's like the whole event stopped to come watch this like 
head to head. And it's like me and Kyle Werner weren't even doing crazy stuff. It's like, who can do the coolest TikTok? And, you know, it's like, but people were into it. Who can do the coolest funnel? And like, people were into it. And so like that, just seeing that kind of motivation and that interest from the crowd, like, I think that's a cool idea for a format. So whoever knows an event organizer who wants to do that, like have them write me. I'll give them the whole idea. And, you know, you know, Kyle, my event's in March. You can come down to Miami, you know, bring your beautiful <laughs> wife. You can enjoy South Florida, you know, go to the beach and then come. Let's have an event at my, at my, let's have a competition at my event, man. I'll close down and try a flight line for that. For sure. Now we just need <laughs> the first. Yeah. <laughs> the other one I'm thinking too, this needs to go to Augie for Urcha next year because they're looking for mm-hmm. ways to spice up Urcha, right? And, I mean, and get Urcha to back it, right? to what it was, right? Something like that. That kind of a thing could be perfect to go and uh, bring back some of the stuff for Urcha again, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not an event organizer. I don't have time to organize events, but I'm a person who has been in the industry. I've been in the competition scene, and I'm just, it's my passion still. And I would love to see it advance. And I mean, if somebody wants to take that idea and run, by all means, go for it, you know, because um, yeah, I'm not in a position to do it myself, but uh, yeah, no, I would love sure. to yeah. see that. I think it'd be fun to watch. I like so, that awesome. idea, though. So it's funny that we got into this top of competition, right? And I, I, I'm kind of like, got to say something. I got to say something. You know, I've talked to a lot of the big guys. You know, I talked to Stacy, Mitch, and even Jamie, and they've always said to me, and you know, Kyle, I don't know if you know this, they've always said, Kyle was the best competition pilot ever in the history of RC helicopters. And I always thought that was so cool because all you guys are so competitive and so capable and just mm-hmm. so impressive. And they've always single-handedly, you've been the single one that they've always given credit to as being the best in the, yeah. as, as a competitor. As so. <laughs> uh, you they are all serious competitors themselves. So I was really fun competing with those guys. For sure. So, yeah, the yeah, one competition back in the day, I remember just when I, started, <laughs> I would be like, I would just sit there blown away. Like, I remember spending my entire lunch hour at work on YouTube watching the videos, man. And I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a real fanboy moment right now, guys. The the day that Kyle joined the hangout, I was big dude. <laughs> I I was probably doing somersaults. How excited I was about that. How cool it was to. You know, have Kyle be part of a group that I started and that I helped start. So, dude, thank you so much for all the stuff you've you've done for the hobby and you know all the help and all the inspiration you've given to so many people. Thank you, brother. That's uh, and, of know, course that was my fanboy I... moment. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can just say my pleasure, but uh, it's just <laughs> it's not even work for me. Like it's just it's my passion and it's my hobby too. So. Oh, that's awesome so so let's change the topic a little bit tell us about the new stuff like tell us about the new motors of scorpion now yeah what's the yeah, hot so stuff huh? i'll focus on the heli motors because yeah I yes, think, please uh, do i don't want to get made fun of for being plain plain what do you say frank plain sexual plankers plan- planker sexual. <laughs> planker sexual. Planker sexual. Okay. yeah yeah and also this is a skits up not gears up or anything like that yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh maybe it was a long time of development but i would say going back to like 
end of last year, even like 2022, I was talking with Nick Maxwell about, you know, a new motor and uh, he, he helped a lot with the new uh, HK5 series. So we we looked at the market and we saw, you know, like the 4525 was long time standing best motor the for king. 700 size electric. Like it was the king. Like that's what mm-hmm. everybody used. And you look at and, and that, I mean, shout out to Scorpion, like going back to 2000. Ten, like Scorpion was the first with the forty-five twenty-five size. Like uh, every before that, people were using forty thirty-five or you know, what other size. And it's like um, back in two thousand ten, Nick Maxwell had the first forty-five twenty-five on his Rave Electric seven hundred at Global three D, and then like that just evolved and evolved and became the standard. And like every company now has a forty-five twenty-five motor. Then pilots started getting crazy, so we went to the 4530 size, which has a bit more power and is is still a great motor. But like it's now, it's just even crazier, and it's like so people like power, and uh, so we started looking at what to do and how to get more power for the same weight. So we we stumbled across this. Uh, we took an old Scorpion motor, which was a 5025, started testing with that. Improved it, put some new uh, new design of magnets on it, new cooling structure, you know, adjusted the KVs, adjusted the weights, and then uh, probably about 10 iterations in, and we ended up with the HK5 5024 535 KV, and uh, it's it's a banging motor. So it's, a, it's light. It's about the same weight as a 4530, but has, I don't know, 10, 20%, 10% more power, I'd say. Wow. And, uh, more efficient. And the, the the coolest thing is like just the temperature. So the coolest thing. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second there. Oh, man. And, no, that was good. That was good. But it's like, you know, like a, a motor runs hot and power, power, a byproduct of power is heat. So um, if you take like a 4535 and I put it in the hands of a pro pilot and he does a flight, like it, it's going to be hot. And, uh, you take the 5024 half because it's more efficient with a better stator design and magnets. But we also implemented a new cooling structure, uh, which about doubles the amount of natural cooling to the motor, which is which is awesome. And nice. uh, so like you put it in the hands of a pro. He does his he, he goes out there and kills it like uh, discharges packs in two minutes, 45 seconds. And then come back and like you can basically keep your hand on the motor and it's like that ah, that's cool nice. nice so that's really cool uh, it's easier on the esc also because uh so with escs like it's maybe for those who don't know i didn't know it before but you know there's two kinds of currents there's like battery current and then phase currents like the the current going to each phase of the motor and uh the so the 5025 has the bigger stator so more torque which is less phase currents so it's actually easier on the ESC also. And uh, yeah, but it's it's a really great system. So for those who want a high power 700 size model, the, the 5024, 535 and uh, the Tribunus 200 amp ESC, it's a great combination. And uh, I had some people asking me because they, they see the bigger stator, the 50 series stator, and they ask like, oh, it won't fit in my heli. But I think uh, I we've... I have team pilots who fly it in Tron, SAB, 
XL Power, even my old Logo 700. The Logo 700 is the actually the one with the smallest frame. So uh, I had to cut the plastic a little bit, but it like took me 30 seconds with a box cutting knife to just shave off a little plastic. And it fits. Uh, Mitch Moses had it on his Whiplash. And uh, uh, Rasmus and some ga- uh, Oxy guys had it on their o- Flash Oxys. So, like, it fits on every heli. And uh, nice. it's, it's not heavy. And, uh, you know, the funny thing with this motor is, like, the point of it was to give a little more power more efficiently. So, like, if I fly, like, I don't fly super hard anymore. So, it's like, when I fly, like, I got more flight time. Because I flew the same aggressiveness more efficiently. But then it's like, if you have more efficiency, you have more power. So all these pros are now using that power. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, I have every day I have uh, one of our team pilots send me a picture like, oh, look, I pulled 200 amps. And another one, oh, look, I, I went to 15 degrees pitch and now I pulled 250 amps. And, oh, <laughs> I tried to kill it. So I pulled 270 amps. And I'm like, hey, it's like, nice. <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the point, but okay, go yeah. for it. <laughs> anyway, but no, it's a great. Time. And then, and then we made the the baby brother to it. So SAB came out with the raw 500, which is kind of a new size that 500 millimeter disc. Okay, it's not new; like it's been done before, but it's the new, the old new, and uh, <laughs> the, the old new. new yeah, I don't know. <laughs> everything goes in a circle, same like yep. fashion, and. Uh, but they changed the gear ratios and uh, use a lower KV. So we came out with the HK5 4020 850 KV, which is great for the the raw 500. Uh, it's same thing; like uh, has tons of power, runs cool, works good. And then, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll continue on with that line. Um, we we have, of course, we can't just come out with new products because we have to look at our stock levels of other products and uh, that we currently have, but. You know, as things get low on stock, we'll start swapping everything out to the HK5 series and uh, just implementing the latest design changes, the technologies, the cooling, and uh, yeah, eventually get that whole line revamped, making new ESCs. Uh, nothing immediate because, you know, development takes time. But uh, yeah, like development will never stop and we'll keep making new stuff and better and better stuff. and. Uh, yeah, a lot, hmm. a lot going on. We're very busy here. <laughs> nice, so I like, nice. I like the fact that you're talking about them cooler because if they're, you know, the number one complaint that you hear about Scorpion motors has always been that they run hotter, right? They're yep. great motors, lots of power, but guys say, oh, they just run a lot hotter. And, yeah, uh, and that's, so- that's the thing that's funny because it's like, I mean, the motor doesn't care how hot it is within reason. Like Within reason, yeah. Like the magnets and the windings and everything is rated to like, I think the magnets are 180 degrees centigrade. So that's like, I don't know, like 350 degree. Oh, the windings geez. are rated up to like 250 degrees centigrade. So like a motor that runs 80 centigrade. Uh, sorry, I speak centigrade now, not Fahrenheit. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I'm Canadian. I'm used to that. So <laughs> yeah, like a motor that runs at 60 centigrade or 80 centigrade or 100 centigrade like from a performance standpoint it doesn't doesn't really matter but okay yeah. it's a perception thing it and is it's like yeah. you know if, if you have a let's say 
let's just say in a, a good motor and round numbers like 90 percent efficiency and you're pulling 10,000 watts that means you have a thousand watts of wasted power and uh, think about your soldering iron that like like a 50 watt soldering iron that's like you know melting metals and stuff and it's like think about that what a thousand watts would do and it's like so there's a lot of power a lot of and uh, that's just name of the game but they're they're designed to take it and that's just how it goes but with new designs and new cooling and new everything like uh, yeah we got the temperatures down and the perceived value is is nicer and uh, better for the customers and yeah remove that stigmatism that scorpions run hot and that's a bad thing because okay it's not a bad thing but it, here if you want a cooler motor you have you to. got it now yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh that's cool so, but cool, the main cool. thing is is for like uh i mean it, it goes beyond the hobby but like uh for the commercial aspect as well like uh you know like we have customers with requirements where it's like the motor operating the thing can't run over 60 degrees centigrade and it's for like a liability like they don't want their customer to burn their hand on the motor so it's like mm-hmm. the the motor has to run cool for that like liability reason or whatever you want to call it you know so it, it's good for that as well and uh mm-hmm. yeah just in general it's a great motor great series cool any plans for something like the raw 420 style motor where they got the great big pancake motor direct drive kind of a thing then too or not um i mean we, we so we have like uh, as i mentioned we're making motors for the big industrial drones now which is that same style so like we have the tech do it we, we've done it before we in development and it, it just depends on the what the market wants like you can mm-hmm. have a direct drive motor even up to like 500 600 700 size i mean it's been done and it works but like you'll never at least with modern tech you'll never get like the same power that you do out of a a 4525 or new 5024 geared system you'll never get that out of a direct drive motor on a big heli Mm-hmm. So like it works good for the small stuff like the the OMP M, uh, M2 and and even up to that 400 size. And I would say that's probably the limit of where like you can get equal performance. But like uh, if the market wants uh, that where it's like a really smooth flying heli, quiet, uh, efficient, low power, lower power, and they're accepting of it. Like, I mean, the tech exists, but uh the main thing that, about that actually is uh, the ESC that's driving it, and that's what we found on the the drone motors we developed. Like uh, the normal kind of ESC that you find on the market can't drive those motors to their full potential, but like we developed some new ESC tech that can, and it's like you can get you can pump thirty percent more power out of that motor with five to ten percent more efficiency. Well, wow. like, I don't know who who knows, like uh, maybe there's something that the market would want, but I, I don't think it'll be mainstream, not for the foreseeable future at least. Yeah. Okay. You got to give us at least a little bit of a hint to this ESC thing. Now you're, you got, you're peaking yeah. my interest. You mentioned now. it You mentioned it like three times. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and also it's... we have a, we have this thing, Kyle, uh, on, 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 and this is a particular something of, of this podcast and we call it, uh, you heard it here first. So of course, 
our guests that are in a privileged position like you, without getting too much into trouble, needs to spill the beans. <laughs> spill the beans, okay. Like, it's, it's, we didn't invent any technologies, like, uh, but we did optimize the shit out of it. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here. We optimized the crap. You can, you can. can. I'm and, saying you can. Uh, so it's like with ESCs, normal one that everybody uses, use what's called six step, uh, where it's like it turns phase A on, then turns phase B on, then turns phase C on in a specific pattern and stuff. But it's just square. Like it's like power on, power off. Um, that's called six step. And then there's another technology called field orientation control, which is basically it used like a sine wave where it like, as A is coming on, picture a sine wave, like as A is coming on and then A is turning off, B is coming on and C is coming on, like in a sine wave all mixed together. So that's right. called F field orientation control or FOC. And uh, that, that technology has existed and most companies use like a stock chip, chipset algorithm from Texas Instrument, which is like, very basic i don't know how to say it like it's just a stock thing like and everybody used that and from what we can tell like nobody ever like asked themselves like can we make it better and it's like so that tech hasn't really evolved in the last 20 years like since they came out with it so like we started from the ground up like we made our own field orientation control and we spent four years developing it so like hmm. uh it's crazy amount of like uh, calculation and crazy amount of math and crazy amount of everything and crazy amount of work. It took us four years to do, but we made our own and like having complete control over that algorithm, we found like we can tune things much more than what they currently are. So normal field orientation control has several like uh limitations like it has a very slow throttle acceleration uh it has the rpm limit generally speaking like uh, like our motors now are spinning at like uh 20,000 rpm or so and it's like field orientation control can maybe do like 10,000 like half of it max but it's like so on our thing like you know we found a way to get around the slow throttle acceleration so it's like we can have throttle acceleration the same as six step or faster as six step. Uh, we have the same RPM limit as six step. You know, and then using the, the equipment that we have here, it's like we can put a, a motor on the, the stand and look at the efficiency curve and we can say, OK, with algorithm A, like it has a higher peak efficiency, but it's worse at the end. And then we change this, this and this in the software. And then, okay, it has a lower peak efficiency, but it has it's better at the end, at the, the high currents. And it's like using this equipment that we have, like we can find the intersection of those points. Like where is it better here and where is it better there? And then kind of like blend the algorithm to where it has at the lower currents, it has really high, like four, five, four to 10% better peak efficiency. And then also at the end, it like blends to the other algorithm that has that power, more power at the end. And uh, just kind of the combination of this, like, so our first application of this is on the drone motors. So if you if you go on our website and search, uh, it's called our IM series, Industrial Multirotor. 
we have some like it's called the IM8008 motor. And it's like, you know, we can really boast and really prove like we have 8% more efficiency and like 20 or 30% more thrust and top end torque than any other competitor on the market that we've tested at least. So it's been really great and exciting project. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that tech takes us. And, uh, yeah, it's Hmm. really cool. Does that work with just about any brushless motor or it's, you know, when you're moving from this, are you going to, are you guys thinking then you can actually take a different style of design with the motors and too, that'll take advantage of this even more so than as well? Uh, you can't take any motor. So you, you have to modify the motor design as well because okay. there's, there's motors that are better for six step and there's motors that are better for, uh, the foc the sine wave and it has to do with the shape of the magnets and how that affects the back the back electromagnetic field the curve and everything so you can't our our, our algorithm will work with any motor that's the other thing Uh, most foc escs like you have to pair it to a specific motor um that's the other thing we've spent four years developing is like our algorithm can auto detect a motor and uh, work so it can work with any motor, but it won't necessarily be beneficial with every motor because uh, mm-hmm. that depends on the motor design. So mm-hmm. maybe in the That's future, cool. like uh, we'll, we'll see how the tech evolves. But right now with the, the drone motors we're working on, like it has substantial and measurable results, improvements. And then uh, for helis, like uh, I think six step is really good and the systems are operating with tons of power and tons of efficiency. So I'm not sure what improvements can be made, but maybe we'll get a few percent here and there. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Cause that also brings, makes me think of like, you know, back with RC cars, when for RC cars were really starting to get in with brushless motors, they used to use those censored motors, right. That had the mm-hmm. extra set of wires yeah. attached to the motors between there to go and. And control the or monitor where the what the position of the stator and all that kind of a thing too. And are are you for something like that? Do you need a lot of those extra sensors installed into the motor as well, or is that uh, still just the basic yeah, no. three wires so and that's, that's it? The the sensors are needed to try to make six step work like FOC. So like that's what they're trying to accomplish. I use mm, I six step. And they use the sensor to track the position of the motor to yes. drive it better. With yeah. FOC, you don't need any of that. So, like, because of how it works, like, it knows the motor position at all times and uh, it, it tracks everything. So, that's um, really that's, cool. That's one of the benefits of FOC. And, you know, like I said, for RC helis, it might not have huge application, but for tons of other industries, it's it's pretty groundbreaking tech. So, we're excited about that. See, I, that makes me think then something like that might work to improve some of our governors on our RC helicopters to know uh, exactly what mm-hmm. the motor position is and whatnot for to to better control the governors and all that kind of thing too. Yeah, for sure. That uh, definitely like it, it does. It is much more stable uh, how it works. So uh, it's like right now, like we rely on a governor that basically. Uh, you know, when when there's more load, it increases power. Like it tells it give more signal, like give more power. But that's mm-hmm. also another thing, like of field orientation control is like that's built into the algorithm. Where it's like, if I'm at 
50% throttle, which is 2000 RPM and more load comes, like it will just hold that itself. Like it doesn't even, okay, it might still need a governor to make minor adjustments, but as a general rule, like it regulates itself. And hmm. so, yeah, I mean, again, like the, the opportunities are, are endless and uh, we'll see how far we can take the tech. We'll we'll see. Like uh, it, it's still early on, and like yeah. you know, the reason why I think FOC is not mainstream right now is because it, it it takes much more hardware on the ESC, so everything's more expensive, and uh, you know, so I think right now, like it won't be something that people want just because it'll be double the price. But uh, maybe in the future, like as as all technologies go on and they, uh, you know, stuff gets cheaper and more refined, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. can be really good in the future of the hobby. We'll see. Hmm, that's really cool. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your your lesson on power systems. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I like it. Awesome. I, I, like I, it. I found it interesting. Like, I mean, when I when I as, as most hobbyists, it's like I know motors. Like, I know how big it is, how the KV and the amp rating. But mm-hmm. it's like there's so much more to it behind the scenes that you know most people and I, I find it interesting and spent the last couple of years like just completely immersing myself in that and uh, it's it's really interesting to me now so hmm. well I'm, i come from a bit of an electronics background too so uh, it, i found that i find that very interesting hearing about some of that stuff too so yeah right on and like I remember Steve back when you guys had George's on on Freefall, and man, mm-hmm. that's got to be still one of my you know one of the episodes that I still very much enjoyed when he talked about how a lot of motor and speed controller stuff worked back then too. So yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was really cool. And George had a really good way of of explaining it in very simplified terms that most people can understand too. Mm-hmm. So, but, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's important too because like you can know all the technical stuff but if you can't explain it to the the average consumer it's, <laughs> yes it's lost so for sure well and and that's exactly the point of the thing too isn't it is you can go and know all the technical and have all this data to go and show that what you've designed is better but if people don't actually really understand it and understand that you know how it can be better for them and how it can be beneficial to them then it doesn't really matter right mm-hmm. yeah for sure so yeah, you got to make the information easily accessible for the the masses, yeah. and that's kind of what we did. Also on the airplane side, like we we started making like there's always an airplanes like huge debates, like oh which motor with which ESC and which prop do I use, like and it's been unknown. So like we came out with the like power system combos where it's like mm-hmm. okay this motor with this ESC choose from these two or three props and you'll be fine. Like yeah, just. Or, you know, and like uh, it's, it's been great and helps a lot of people get into big electric planes. And uh, yeah, so you got to make it easy for people to understand for sure. Oh, it's kind of similar with helicopters, too, right? There's a lot of people, that, yep. especially when you're first getting in, like, you know, somebody has their very first 700 size helicopter, you know, let, let's give a line credit what for where it's due is their combos made it really, really easy for people to go and get into a new size or new type of helicopter right and when they go and buy their first 
you know, let's just say they go and buy their first ever Mikado or something like that. First, uh, you know, a logo 700. It's like, well, okay, now what kind of motor do I need? Because it was so simple when I had my align, I don't know what to get now for, for this logo and, mm-hmm. or the new goblin. And so, you know, uh, something that I think Scorpion actually has done fairly well is made things like that a little bit easier to see and, and, uh, figure out too. Yep, for sure. And that's, that's great. And, uh, that's, uh, important as well for just people's development. And also like the RC Heli is a great community. Like, uh, yep. you go on places like the hangout, RC, the hangout. And, uh, it's like, you know, I ask a question and someone's going to be there to help you. What pinion do I use? Oh, boom. There you go. Yeah. So it, it's great that there's a nice community in this hobby. Yeah. So are you doing anything at all with Mikado anymore or you've completely separated from them now? Um, I'm like, uh, it's kind of just, uh, something that peacefully faded off. Like, uh, you know, I, have not officially resigned from the team. I still fly my logos that I have. I, I use V bar. I use uh, the Neo. I use V bar and, uh, I'm not interested to really fly anything else. Like I, I like my stuff. I like the Mikado product. I believe in the Mikado product and still talk to Ralph on a monthly basis, just catch up and how you doing. And if he has something new to test, he'll send it to me and put it, just put it through the ringer and uh, stuff like that. But uh, as I said, I'm just not, I'm not deep in the, competition scene anymore so i don't need a primary sponsor and push things hard and everything like this so yeah cool but yeah like there's a lot of new helis coming out like uh i know uh sab has great stuff and the xl's been killing it with the new the nick maxwell edition looks really good and i guess now frank maybe you can say they're coming out with the the k yeah yeah, like uh, it's it's cool to see the, you know, the LA market growing and manufacturers coming out with new stuff and it's exciting. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's for sure. Uh, brings life back into the hobby a lot, you know. Um, so it's always exciting to see new products coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see like a new. Ser- Surgeons of like new helicopter companies, you know, Gooski and OMP um, in particular, you know, and mm-hmm. now they're hitting a 700 market as well. Steam yep. in the U.S. is now starting to pick up a little more presence with, you know, Tony Whiteside uh, pushing their yep. product. So, yep. yeah. Steam is picking up steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's your third dad joke for the podcast dude come on <laughs> that's my second you, one you, today don't no don't, no no that's, that's your third one less, you, frank that's my second you, one you, for today you, you repeated the one that kyle was so far along like four times that counts as two man you're, 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 you're done <laughs> you're, you're done yeah you met it cool you're, you're the best dad in here doing the jokes all right <laughs> Uh, but well, man, thank right you on. so much yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah. Kyle. you know we're, uh, thank you for giving up some of your time i know your your time is valuable and we appreciate it and you know all the guys that have been in the hobby for a long time will definitely appreciate hearing you talk and man yeah. if you have any new products that, that ever that come out anytime and you want to come in and talk about them you're always welcome to come back here man just so you know that 
Yeah. Right on. Appreciate it. And thanks for that. And thanks to you guys as well for, for hosting the show and, you know, giving the, the hobby something to listen to and something, a place to discuss uh, the happenings. So that's great. Kudos yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Thanks. And we need another video. I want manage. I want to see a majesty of snow yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do, do one with a plank. See, what, do one what, with the plank. What can we do in Hong Kong? Like, yeah, <laughs> Majesty of Illusion. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Flying, flying the, over the, the, the river bankment. The, the Majesty of Destruction. Yeah, there I was going to say maj- Majesty of Fire. And anytime a jet crash, I'll just go fly over. It. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> majesty of Concrete. <laughs> Yeah, but they're in the jungle, right? And most of the time, it crashes out in like the oh, they're yeah, they're the trees enough. and stuff. Yeah, it, it's brutal field. Like everybody yeah. has to have a, uh, we have to have a tracker on all our models because when it goes out in the that jungle, like I, I've lost yeah. two things out there. Oh like, wow, it's wow. it's not fun. And like wh- one time, I, I didn't have the tracker on the plane, so like literally, I just. <laughs> Like it crashed behind the mountain, and like so, I just start walking with my radio, and it was disconnected because it was behind the mountain. And then it's oh. like I'm walking, and I use the radio as the tracker. Like, oh, it bound. Yeah. I'm close. And like walk, 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 and oh, it dis- it unbound. Okay, go the other way. And like, wow. oh, it bound, and then like I start using the stick to like move the servos and like listening. Like, oh, I hear a servo. It must be getting close. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Oh, that sounds worse than our cornfield that we have at my flying field. (laughs) So cool. Right on guys. Well, we'll let you get back to work and uh, we got some more stuff to talk about here yet too. So yes. Thanks a lot, Kyle. But yes. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Great talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. So that was, uh, that was a pretty good interview. Uh, I think, um, he has, uh, he's always been a, a great person in the hobby and now with, uh, you know, shifting towards, you know, eventual ownership in, in the hobby. So, um, That's so that awesome. was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good interview. Um, he's always so technical and so well spoken. Yep. You know, just. Just awesome. And so you know? open to sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got, I got to hang out with him a lot at uh, Joe Nall this year, you know, and it's funny, you know, going to Joe Nall and being a heli guy myself, you know, who has planes, but he, he made in my big 120 CC plane and he like took it out and test flowed and set it up and trimmed it for me, which was really, really cool. Nice. So nice. I, I always love that. But man, that was a great interview, and I'm excited for the new product. And you can see it in his, yeah. his enthusiasm. How yeah. he's like, he's about that life, you know. Like he wants, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So uh, let's go into our round robin. So I'll call them up as I see them here on Discord. And the first one is Darren. Me? Oh boy. To be honest, I don't have a whole lot to really bring up i've done very little in the hobby this last month i can't remember did i mention last month that i have to move yes yes Yes. so 
yeah, I've been spending literally pretty much every single weekend looking for a place to live. And uh, we'll see. I think I have found a place. But now that means this next month, I'm going to actually have two places to to live for the next month. And it means I'm going to be moving for the next month. So we did actually start up our indoor flying here now this uh, this month. And uh, so I have been out to do a little bit of indoor flying. I got my little MCPX version 2, brushless version 2 go up and uh, up and flying again and got the Oxy 2... Uh, <laughs> I I got the Oxy 2 dusted off. It literally had a whole lot of dust on it. <laughs> but <laughs> got that flying again and did a little bit of indoor flying. But that's pretty much about it for me in the hobby, really. There really hasn't been a whole lot else. So I've been pretty boring, to be honest, for hobby-wise. So got myself okay. a new brand spank, a new electric guitar. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different topic. That's that's yeah. another uh, podcast that one of our co-hosts. No, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. Javier, <laughs> you, Javier, you can't bring this up because you and your fishing uh, outbursts and and that's uh, that's on the prof- chat. That's on the group chat, man. I mean, no, yeah, no, you've the, had the, it. You've you've had it on here as well. So let's. You know, <laughs> someone has to set the this thing straight sometimes, and I think that's uh, that's me. But that's awesome that you get the guitar. It looks so, beautiful, man. I yeah. You know, hopefully you make a video playing for us one day. You know. Yeah. Well, that would be yeah. cool. Maybe a video. Well, yeah, I don't know if I want a video. That we don't need my you don't need my ugly mug on a video, so. But <laughs> you know, you should you should you should uh bring it up next year at Urch, uh Urcha, bring your guitar and come play with us and come play. Come jam, go jam with Andrew. Andrew Lax, yeah. that'd be fun to go and jam with him. No, oh, do yeah. though. Although he's the, like 100 times the guitarist so I am. So He's a really yeah, he's, really he's good awesome. guitarist. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it for me. All right. Okay. So, in the list, I'll actually go next. Um, okay. So, I didn't do uh, much in the hobby. Um, I've um, I've switched to my, you know, simming. Although it's very weird because today it was a very nice seventy six degrees, which is unheard of in this part of the country. But uh, but I I didn't get to fly. You know, it was it was a work day. There were things to do. So I actually didn't get out to fly. Uh, it was a perfect day for flying. It was very low wind. Uh, and it was beautiful weather. Well, you know, the, 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 the air was actually chilly, but perfect. You know, it was a really, really, really good day for flying. But, you know, I, I basically put everything away and uh, just relegated back to, to simming. So I started, um, you know, my, uh, my goal for this, uh, winter simming practice is, uh, to finally try to do the paraflip. So I've been, I've been trying to, to, to do that on the sim, but I realized that when I, when I flip from, uh, upright to inverted, um, what I want to do, um, is to actually keep the helicopter there because I want to do also, you know, try that cool, rotating near the ground with the tail rotating thing so i i also like that and i also want to you know control the heli while rotating you know try to do like a simple you know like a like a pyro circuit or something like that so i just want to control the helicopter while pyroing so the thing that i noticed that i'm severely lacking of is that control basically when inverted uh, i'm still getting my my orientations messed up as i speed up the tail so if i if I go very slow, you know, if I rotate very slow, 
I'm fine. Um, and I actually recorded a video and I'm, I'm very, very, very surprised because it's reached more than a five, more than 500 views. And I don't know why. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, a video of me pirouetting uh, on Helix on, because they have that training circle that if you get out of it, it automatically crashes you. So, you know, if I go slow, I can stay, you know, almost perfect, almost on the center of, of, of the circle. But if I, as I start, you know, increasing the speed of the tail, you know, my reactions are not so quick. So, so, um, so I, I, I start getting out and I eventually crash out. So, so that's what I'm trying to practice, you know, this, this seeming season, uh, and, and see where that takes me, you know, next year. As far as, you know, plans for the hobby, I'm, you know, uh, again, simming and on, and, and on saving mode. Um, I think that probably around March next year, I'll be, I'll be doing, uh, the, the purchase to get my Kraken, you know, in flying condition so that I can start the season with, uh, with a Kraken. Although, although I did get a new model and that's, that's, uh, that's Ooh. something that I hadn't, that, that I hadn't told you guys about. No, you haven't. But well, actually I did. I put it on the chat. Well, I'm not on that chat. So what? No, is this I new know. Model? You're, uh, you're, you're lucky. Steve, you you're lucky, man. <laughs> no, oh, it's a, wait a minute. Ah, you're yes, talking that fishing model. pole or something? Oh, brother. No, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I got you. <clears throat> I've been, I've been buying these, um, 118 Maisto models. So I got a Lamborghini Sian, uh, little model. <laughs> it, oh. it is a model, you know, in strict theory. <laughs> I mean, a, a, mo- a model for my six year old. Just saying. I can't back, really disagree. <laughs> so that, that sits right next to the 570. Play with. It's not even yeah, a model no. you can play with. It's I, just in a model fact, that you actually, look at. Yes, yes, I still have it in the base and well, I plan to keep I'm it that sh- way. I'm sure he, you know, takes it and goes around his desk and stuff. He's playing with it. He sits on the carpet and just. Pushes all around, you know. <laughs> yes, and makes funny noises with new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, uh, that's about it, man. Uh, you know, just, uh, simming and simming and simming and simming. And hopefully I can, I can actually get, uh, get a little bit better next season. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about the Kraken. Um, you know, that, uh, I've been, I, I, I think I, I, I have all my numbers so that, uh, on March I can, I can make, I can buy everything. So, so Frank, if I, if I start contacting you on, on, uh, on March, you know why I'm going to need batteries. I know. So, uh, I know. So, I know. Uh, and thank so, you. Yeah. And thank you for saying it publicly so I can, so I can get in, in trouble with my sponsors. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> we can edit that, of course. <laughs> you know, no, it, it doesn't matter. Um, Oh, he's he's yeah. he's gonna get in trouble, or we're we're leaving that in. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it's I mean, okay. I'm 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 pretty excited. I'm pretty excited uh, for for next year. I think it's gonna be a good year. Um, uh, when I when I finally, you know, after I solved all my issues and and you know, I know how to tune the tail on Neos. Finally, I think that uh, I'm I'm in a good shape. You know, to really enjoy flying next year. Hopefully, actually starting doing some pirouetting. So, uh, so that's about it on my side. And I guess now it's up, uh, you know, again, as I see them in Discord, uh, our dear, uh, friend from Warmer Weathers Mora Diarios. Warmer Weathers Mora Diarios. I can appreciate that. Thank Warm you. Warm weather uh, dick. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no warm weather dick. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of for sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, hear from Steve Shaw all the time. It, it, it was actually kind of cold today. It was 68 this morning when I left the house. I had to put a hoodie on, you know, and drink a hot cup of cocoa. So you guys pray for me. Cold weather <laughs> ahead of time. The winter is coming. Yeah. The week um, man, of winter. That's t-shirt oh. weather. <laughs> that week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one week, yes. yes where I get to wear it. You know, 55. Damn, it's cold. It is cold. That's, 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 the, uh, send, uh, send the army in, man. This is a state of, yeah. uh, disaster. Uh, but far as the hobby, I'm going to go from current to past. Uh, I was really blessed to have Kenny send me some of the new gimbals to try out. Uh, mm. I made, I Ooh, actually yeah. made some youth. I actually made some YouTube videos. I usually don't do that. And I actually did a live outside of the hangout that I'd never do that. I usually just do everything in the hangout. Mm-hmm. But I figured this was a great time. It They're really nice. I haven't flown them yet, but they feel really good in your hand, really precise. The The machining's amazing. The it's If you're good with electronics, swapping out the, servo, the gimbals yeah. won't be hard on your V-Control. If I could, if I did it, you know, anybody can do it. So what are the, what are the, the main things to look out for somewhere for like myself, who's going to be doing this hopefully soon? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. So I had to, I had stopped midway into the video and call Augie so he could tell me <laughs> okay. how to take out the rib, to take out the ribbon cable. So I FaceTime him yeah. and you know, he's in the middle of doing some. Is the ribbon cable yeah. basically like these little two clips you just kind of pop, pop out and the ribbon cut? You got You just got So it's, it's, there's or a white like a and a black thing part. that pops up or? Yeah, the flat thing pops up and then you're able to okay, slide it out, the right? the ribbon comes out. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because right. there's usually two different styles where there's like a, you can slot it in and then the, there's like a little side thing that pulls out and that locks it in and you push that mm-hmm. in and pull out the ribbon cable or usually yeah. like when you lay the cable in and then you sandwich the, the top cover on yeah. it. Yeah. So it's that one, yeah. which is way easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one that. But the the reason why I was such a scared chicken shit about it is because uh, um, Captain Reekit Ernie Garcia ripped his off his uh, feet cut. Oh, no, he did it! God, he yeah, he, just he, he helis. He reekits V controls too. He reekits reekits radios. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And, but then I remember that you know at Joe Nall, someone had a problem with their radio, and Gorgon was working on it. And he's like, hey, can you help me take this apart? And I got it out. But when I got to the rubber cable, I was like, hey, dude, I can take it apart from here. But at this cable, I'm not pulling off. He's like, all right, yeah. no worries. I'll take care of that. And he kind of showed me, but I had forgotten, right? But, yeah. So I wasn't totally scared, but I'd done it before once. i just never gone to the far to the extent. And it was really good. And I had people like Peter Rousseau from South Africa. You know, he works for Mikado USA. Mm-hmm. And he gave me some pointers after the video. So... If you want to check out my videos, they're not the best, but they're raw. Like I've always tried to yeah, do everything. Yeah, links you know, and text them to me, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I'll send you the the links. And they, they that Rob just came up, just just uh, put one on, and his is probably amazing because he's really good at that stuff. So who's this? Uh, Rob Bingham. Oh yeah, yeah, Bingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw. Yeah, his I, post, just, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just shared the video on on my Facebook. So that was really good. I've been I built a third enemy for myself Ooh, with, nice. a, with a little with a little different setup. Uh, all my other ones have forty five thirties, and they're mm-hmm. just super aggressive. And this one has a forty five twenty five, which is a little lighter weight. So that's been so good flying helicopter. You scorpion, right? You fly scorpion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you putting the fifty twenty four cans on, huh? 
Yeah, I, cool. I'm gonna, awesome. I'm, so my my model snake shirt will have the fifty twenty four cans. You know these get these will get you know put on the wall and used as backup machines. But Jeez, my, we just two, had Kyle on. Man, yeah, it's not like you, you don't know, know someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm on the t- I'm on the team. I just I'm on the team. I just don't like to take advantage of things. You know, he's he's giving me, you know, so much stuff already this year. I'm not even I'm not even trying to go ask him for anything else. He's been so good. So I'm gonna be. I'll wait next year, and I'll probably just gonna order them. It's it'll just be easier. Yeah. And they seem pretty cool. And I'll get new ESCs for them. And so and they'll pop. One of them will probably be the Kenny Co Edition model, which I'm excited mm-hmm. about. How many are they making so, of those? Because that's a limited run, right? 188. 188. What's so uh, where do they come with that number? 188. I yeah. have no idea, but you know what model I'm getting? One? Which one? No, no, no. 69. 180. Oh, 69. <laughs> such a child. <laughs> Tell me that's not going to be cool. Tell me that's not going to be cool. Tell me you're not going to laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because they're all numbered, right? So you're going to have yeah, they're all numbered. of 188 or 180. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, I told man. that's like the first thing that you know. I was talking to Ross. Hey, Ross, you know, I need, you know, send me one. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's like, but I'm, I'm on, I want a specific number. He goes, which one do you want? One? I was like, no, 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 I don't need one. That's save that for Kenny or mm-hmm. for someone which is a lot more yeah. important than me. It's like I want sixty nine, and then you, could, you could you could you <laughs> could he chuckled. He's like, oh, thank you, oh, thank you. Um, oh, funny. So that's okay. So <sighs> I talked about Scorpion. I've talked about the V control, uh, XL power. Oh, Maniacs. I'm testing their high voltage batteries. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, dude. So super great battery. And I don't only have about 20 flights on them, but the resistance is like 0.12 per cell. Super nice. They, it's a little weird because you have to change your charger settings for high voltage batteries, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have to either charge that one first or charge it last because I got to change my ISDT cables, uh, chargers to LIHV, but because they go up to 4.35. But all can aside, and I try to, I, I tried them on, on two separate models. I tried them on the one with the bigger motor and I tried it with the smaller motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the smaller, smaller motor, I get a higher ampage draw, right? But I fly for like six and a half minutes at like, at my hardest, best, hard hover flying you know and mm-hmm. then on the forty-five thirty, i get about five and a half minutes and i pull less than like 200 amps and that's just like flying try to fly full collective as much as possible blades farting all over the place just as just no collective as- management no <laughs> what you don't need that that's why you fly scorpion yeah. no- <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah let, let let the blades tell you something's going wrong there's no bogging <laughs> uh, so there's that. I also got a, my first 14s stick pack. I've never had mm. a 14s stick pack. Ooh. And oof, oof. Is it true then, 14s? Yeah, no, no, it's not the single 14s. It's two okay. seven so s packs, right? But mm-hmm. but it's a 14s stick, stick pack. Right? Yeah, stick configuration. Yeah. Yep. And oof, have you flown 14s, uh, Steve? Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Before, dude, I'm I gonna used bring to it. Have you, the, uh, the 766 was 14s I had. Okay. I've never flown a 700 14s though. That is a little different, I would guess. Do you want to? Do you have D6s on your on your? Are you D6s oh, yeah. as mm-hmm. well? All right, yeah. dude. At fall pole, you're gonna try out some new batteries for me. I want you okay. to put. We gotta put some on on your on your helis, or you can fly mine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And see and see how it works because I think that's some be some good info. 
And I'll bring you up a pack I'm going to be stupid yours. with it then, right? I'm just going to be like, ah, yeah. full of positive. Yeah. Yeah. Full, no, let's, that's, let's, that's, what, yeah. that's what testing is for. And I got to bring, yeah. actually, and I got I to gotta bring you a pack that I have for you. It's for the 500. It's a new, uh, Ooh, new size. The 5S? So I'll bring that. Oh, 6S. Uh, 6S, okay. 6S. Yeah. Uh, 6S, uh, I forgot the size. Is it 2600? 2600, I think. No, no. It'll probably be, it's, it's got to be in the 3000. Oh yeah, thirty six hundred. Yeah, yeah, thirty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, I sent I sent some to Kyle and to Bert and Manny. So you're the only yeah. one other that I know that's on the team that flies that size. So I'll bring one for mm-hmm. you to test. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Rip. You could take a rip on some of the other ones as well. Heck yeah. Uh, so it. that's that that, and um, that's about it for me, man. You know, I went to Holly Extravaganza. I got to hang out with. With Steve, um, mm-hmm. we actually were pretty lucky that we picked up a new pilot that weekend. Or I already had him, but I introduced him to Steve, and he was able to add him on as he's the team manager for Theta and team manager, co-team manager for Ego Drift too, right? Yep, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. James J- James Palacio, he'll be coming up with me for mm-hmm. RC to RCHO for his first. Oh, fall is he? Pool. Is yeah. he coming? Oh, yeah, dude, he's coming. He's gonna have a blast there. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, he was telling sure. me today that he got his, that he got his motor in, and you know we were able to get him a ESC and some batteries. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, he recently joined Eagle Drift, so yeah. He's uh, he was a diamond in the rough. No one knew about him. I remember when I first <laughs> yeah. saw him. I'm like, dude, you're flying XL power. And then me and Bert are like <laughs> fighting. Me and Bert are like fighting. Who's gonna go talk to him? So <laughs> yeah, that was. I, you can you, ask Angel Ross. He was like. You guys are the worst, dude. You guys do not let anyone slide by without getting picked up. I'm like, well, good talent. Good talent deserves opportunities, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. So we added him onto the team, and then I introduced him to Steve, and Steve uh, set him up with the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Cool. But that's uh, and that's about if me. Oh, one more purchase because I know Steve's going to take over on the Travis Funfly. You know, I bought a yeah. forty-five thirty-five. 440 kV 14s motor for future heli that I can't talk about it now but it's being worked on or there's ideas coming up so it's going to be cool stuff for the future cool uh frank you know the 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 rule we just talked about that with Kyle you heard it here first hey, dude, what's, hey, what's hey, wrong hey, with you hey, man no, no, what, what's no, the matter no, no, no. That, what's I, wrong I, with I you can't man talk, i can't talk i can't talk about it i i wanted to make sure i gave attention to you know, all the good things that the guys at um, the Fredericksburg Club did for the, the Reyes family. And, you know, and I had to give a little uh, teaser for future things to come from XL Power. And it's going to be good stuff. So just keep an eye out. Oh, man, you're so, you're uh, bad. Uh, <laughs> all righty. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Okay. So um, is that it, Mr. Frank? That is it. All righty. Okay. So I, talked, I guess. Uh, I haven't yeah. talked as much as you did. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Mr. Steve. So uh, get us get us on. Yeah. So what should I talk about? Some events I've been going to or what I've been up to in the last, let's say, two, three, maybe last month of hobby yep. stuff. Go, go ahead with whatever hits your fancy, All man. Right. All right. Let's just kind of go first with... Uh, a couple of things I've been working on hobby related. Um, so really the main thing is I've been flying the raw 500. That's my primary focus, primary heli I've been focusing on, um, doing a lot of videos with it, trying to 
create content for it. I did a whole build series for it, so that took a little bit of time. You know, I recently swapped the 500 to the orange uh, canopy scheme. Uh, I, that's just my jam. It's always been my jam, orange helicopters. So <laughs> Far so, better uh, visibility. Yeah, and uh, you know, I had a great time flying this weekend with it. Uh, I pulled in five flights. I have five Maniacs batteries for it, so five flights is what I got. Um, my field doesn't have bad, um, electricity, so and I don't want to plug a generator. So between all my Maniacs packs that I have for my 580 and my 500... I'm just saying, like, you know, like, that's nine flights right there between those two helicopters, right? You know, and then, then of course, on my receiver packs, on my nitros, you know, I'll get a solid, solid five or six flights on the the 2500s, um, you know, the receiver packs. So, you know, that's a full day's worth of flying, you know, for me at least, you know, when I get about 12 to 14 flights is when I start getting mentally fatigued and I just kind of feel like I ran out of things to do. But, um... One thing I've been working with the RAW is uh, turning on the head speed on that thing because, oh, man, the, the helicopter is light. It's fast. It's just too scary for me. <laughs> it's too fast for me. Uh, so running it around like my normal 2600, it's really aggressive. It's it's loud, it, it, you know, screaming. And that's not even like the limit, like 3300 is the limit. I've never even gone there. 3000 is the highest I've ever flown it. And it's just too much. But um, so I tried lowering it down and I've, I've kind of, Dialed it back down to 2100 to see how that felt. And and it felt really good. It felt exactly kind of what I expected from a 500 as far as like the aggressiveness and how fast it moves through the air with the, you know, with the collective. But the tail, you know, it needs to be sped up a little bit more. The bigger switch tail blades I have, the 86 millimeters helped a lot, but it still needs a little bit more. So I'm going to try speeding up that tail and then dropping it down to like 1900, 2000. I think that would be really fun on that helicopter. Ooh, wow. Um, with so you're just going to fly for like 20 minutes? Yeah, so not not that long. I mean, you know, you fly a little bit longer. Um, what The one thing, so when I tested the 2100, I tested it on a 5S pack, which Maniacs um, doesn't make a helicopter-specific 5S pack yet. Mm-hmm. But... You know, they have one for an airplane. It's an F3A pack. It's like 30C. It, it doesn't have much boost, you know, much C rating, but it performs. It performs really well as a 5S pack for the Raw 500. And I think it's just like, if we can get like a 40, like a 55C pack, like the blue packs that Maniacs makes, mm-hmm. you know, the 45C, you know, or 55 black ones, like that would be perfect i think for the raw 500 with the 5s pack running that you know 800 to 900 kv motor the standard motor that you would get um for the heli so so yeah yeah i've been actually one of the things i've been is talking to alex about that um so he's gonna get you know the factory to mock up some some packs for me to try out so i'm excited for that to come through on the flip side, I have Eagle Drift sending me some new motors uh, to test out as well. Something, you know, with lowering the KV, lowering the, I mean, with me lowering the head speed to 2100, you know, I'm running a lower ESCN point, obviously. So what I'm thinking is, you know, get that 900 KV down to about 750. And then wow. I can actually go up a couple of tooth pinions if I want to drive the head speed higher, right? The the raw 500, you know, gearing wise comes with a 17 tooth. Um, 16th the smallest you can go so if you go with a high kv motor you can't go any lower in the gearing but you can go up to 21 or 22 tooth the opposite way so lowering the kv i can bump the you know 
the gearing up if I wanted to, if I want to get a little bit more head speed. But I, I think if I can get that dialed in 80% at like 2100, maybe 95, get like a 2300, a little bit of higher head speed, I think it'd be a, a really great helicopter. Hmm. Um, this is with also running the switch blades. Um, I find that the fatter blades just feel nice on the, the helicopter. And plus, you know, they're switches, so they're loud and barky. Yeah. So are you bumping up the pitch, the collective pitch then too to do that? So when I did fly the 2100, I didn't. And really? one of the things that I've been doing with the 500 is because I feel that it's so aggressive on the collective and so pitchy for me, quote unquote pitchy. Um, I dialed 12 and a half, you know, when I first built it, but I've been kind of slowly decreasing the pitch to get that feel that I want, right? The collective stops, my pitch pumps. I want to make sure like if I pitch pump, I'm not over pitching it because it just gives me more collective than I expect, you know, things like that. So I'm tuning the helicopter to my flying style. Mm-hmm. And I find that like, I'm about 12 degrees and that's fine. Even at 2100. Wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's a really light helicopter. And that's another reason why I like the 5S 5,000 milliamp packs is because it's a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. And I think that the helicopter does need a little bit of weight to kind of carry itself and be able to stop well, you know? Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like the sound of that lower head speed like that. So I know you you're all about the, the low head speed. The thump, well, thump, not thump. the really low, not the really low, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I do like, you know, I, I'm not insanely high, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And you then, know, it's uh, funny I, that you talk you talk mm-hmm, about low ahead. head speed with, with the five hundred because I got like you're saying like twenty one hundred. I'm at like nineteen eighty. Bank mm-hmm. three on my seven hundred, yeah. So yeah, so I kind of feel like that's like the for me at least is like the right head speed where it's not too scarily blistering fast, but it also yeah, gives no. me a lot. Uh, it has a lot of pop in it, and also gives me a lot of uh, flight time as well. Right. So yeah. I, really I think as I we. Blister. Yeah, I think as we develop uh, in flying styles, right, as pilots, I think some of us still go with that crazy head speed, high action, high, like high, you know, style value and everything. So it's like, pow, 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 like, you know, smacky. And then there's like, I don't know. I don't know if you fall into this, but for myself, you know, as you get older, you come to the realization that like, I can't. Like I can fly pretty quick, but not that quick. Like that's just, just yeah. too insane, too much, too much concentration, too much focus that I just don't want to put into something where like I want to be amazed at what I'm seeing. Right, so I want to be able to kind of not brain fart, but be able to also appreciate what what I'm seeing and what I'm doing, and not just yeah. like bah, 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 I gotta, I'm so intense, I gotta get these maneuvers out, you know. So I kind of like that. Like my flying style has slowed down, and with that. The lower head speed makes sense. It doesn't need to be all power here, power there, you know, burn the pack in two minutes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can take that Goblin 500 right now with that 900 kV motor, slap whatever pack. I don't care. It could be a 4,000 success or that 5,000. Crank it up, you know, to the high head speed, my Bank 3, which is 2,900 or whatever it is, 2,980. And kill the pack in two minutes. Like, yeah. literally just not stop the helicopter f- for two minutes and it's dead. You know, the battery's dead. But what, what do you get out of that, right? Like, two minutes, by the time you, you know, a minute and a half is what you really warm up and get comfortable again, right? After your little break. So, you need that, like, five to six minutes to really, like, I think, um, get to the point where you're like, okay, I've been flying enough. You know? Mm-hmm. Not to the point where you're like, damn it, the timer's up. I got to land already? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. So beyond the goblin, you know, obviously, uh, put a lot of time in goblin just because that's my main thing. But, um, 
I got a you know secondary project recently, and it's this really old helicopter. It's a Kyosho Caliber Five. Um, cool. Many, it's not that that old because it's like a 2016 model, I think something like that. But it's old enough that it has mechanical mixing for the servos. Nice and fly bar, of course, and it's a nitro. It's a 50 size nitro that's the size of a 700. I don't even know how this thing can fly with a 50 size motor. It's such a big helicopter. <laughs> it just feels big, you know. It just it's just bulky and big, but and tall. But um, yeah, I've been having fun with that, trying to get that going. I got that rebuilt. I put a 55 motor in there. Um, it's a big motor for it. I had to kind of cut the frames to fit it. And then come find out the carburetor Oops. is all jammed open, and I was just spitting fuel at the field this past weekend. So, so Oops. I'm gonna work on that a little and get that going. Hopefully for next weekend. Wow! So that's like just about ready, just about ready to fly then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the field. I'm cranking it, and I'm just like, oh, this feel like it starts up, and I'm like, it all just feels just spitting out of the carb. I'm like, <laughs> cranking it closed. I'm like, oh no, this this regulator is just jammed. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I don't like taking part regularly at the field or, you know, next thing you know, you drop a screw and, you know, you're yeah. kicking yourself in the butt for it. So, um, so yeah, I brought that home and, you know, obviously I, I had other nitros. So I, I flew my raw 700 nitro and I, I flew out a whole bunch. Like that thing is such a solid machine. And Frank, I, <laughs> you know, you've seen it fly. You've seen Devin fly it. You've seen freaking everyone fly like i let everyone fly it um you know at events my yeah. green tail you know raw 700 hd yeah and and that's that's the motor that's the motor i got from you man <laughs> still, really that's the still. one that i caught on, that i set on fire yes still it's <laughs> freaking running strong dude like i haven't knock on wood i haven't rebuilt it in two years and it's been running wow. it's been running like this you know we're like devin throws a flight and ron Riccio throws a flight and i throw a flight and you know like James throws a flight, like, I don't care, just, you know, as long as I know you're not going to, like, drive it in, you know, I'll let you yeah. fly it. <laughs> so, it, yeah. It won't, yeah the, cool. the driving won't be intentional. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that, was man. An, that was an awesome, that was, that night flying, Devin flying that at night, man, wow, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even tuned or nothing, you know, like, I don't, I don't tune my shit, like, on the rail or nothing, it's like, it's fine, I just, as long as it's producing some power that you can fly through everything, it's cool, you know, and, I love it. I love flying that heli. No, um, all right. What else? What else have I done? Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about some stuff I sold recently because I would appreciate everyone in the heli community for buying my old shit so I can pay <laughs> off some, some PayPal, you know, stuff and also buy some new stuff that's coming down the pipeline that I have some uh, things I want to work on. So yeah, I got a chance to sell my, a whole bunch of transmitters and fly bros units. So. So back in, uh, you yeah. know, when I used to have a podcast, I, uh, you know, bought a whole bunch of shit like a Jetty and a Spirit and a Futaba and 760s and 750s and all this, I don't know, S-Bus, X-Bus, this bus, that bus, whatever bus. Um, <laughs> I sold it all. All that shit, it was, it, it was just gathering dust. Um, you know, I, I, let's be honest, Jetty... A little bit more complicated than the Spectrum, not as complicated as the Futaba, as a radio, but still like a whole new thing I need to learn and I couldn't be bothered. Um, Spirit GTR, cool. If you know, if I can get it tuned, it would probably fly really good, but it out the box was 10% flyable 
with 90% <laughs> tuning involved. And that's going through their like setup, you know, they're like quote unquote kind of like guide wizard to like set up a helicopter. And it was horrible. Uh, Futaba, I, I, you know, the transmitter is a different alien language. I watched all the videos I can really, I watched Maxwell's videos. Got the 760 set up, got the Futaba 69Z set up. Never flew the helicopter because I did not trust it. Not the trust in the signal. I just didn't trust, like, having such a bad experience with the spirit. I didn't have trust that I'm, like, the rates are going to be set up right or this is going to be set up and I'm not going to have any knowledge of how to adjust those at the field. I just didn't want to even bother bringing it to the field. So I just ripped it out, put a V bar back in my, my Goblin Black Thunder, and, and I flew it that way. So, you know, I, I half attempted to try these other radios and these other Flybros units. And at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I abandoned all of them because, I, I mean, I'm not sponsored by Mikado at all. You know, that's, that's really the one sponsorship I don't have. So I'll speak, you know, very honestly. Um, Mikado's still by far the best Flybros radio integration all yeah. in one package you can buy. It is the apple of our RC helicopter industry. You know, you can say what you will about all the other ones and the customizability and, uh, you know, AKA Samsung or Android type devices where you can do so much. But this Apple device will work with my laptop and this other Apple iPad over there seamlessly with no problems, with no guesswork on how do i do this how do i do that it's just i want to do this oh there it is click <laughs> adjust click done you know on the fly don't have to worry i didn't need a laptop at the field when i was adjusting shit it's, it's just yeah it's you can't beat that experience i, I can't i nothing with, i have nothing compared to that so so yeah i sold all that shit thank you everyone um <laughs> what else what else okay events we'll go right into events uh Heli X, real quick, since that kind of happened first, and, and you know Frank was there. It was it was awesome hanging out with you, Frank, and and is it John or Juan? It's Juan, right? Juan, Juan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan and James, obviously, and then all the RCHO folks, all the BK folks, all the you know Heli Direct folks are there. Like it just it's just it's really become a fun fly where like you have so many different teams showing up representing and all gelling together and having fun and you know doing stupid shit like pond poles and you know whatever four four nitro you know tandems you know <laughs> where you know four enter and two only come out and kind of deal yeah. you know just crazy <laughs> shit you know crazy yeah. night flying you know between night flying on helicopter you had you know mr hacker motor guy flying his uh paraglider thing which is really dope to see and, you know, influenced me to buy one and a whole bunch of other folks, um, you know, at that event, which is cool. Um, so many new things for me in that event, the sliding auto contest, uh, doing that and, and winning one of the uh, comp, you know, one of the contests was was amazing. The uh, longest combined auto sliding yeah. auto, um, yeah. you know, congratulations. Thank you. I, I didn't. I didn't even expect that. <laughs> so much I didn't expect that I returned those skis after I was done because I was like, I can't. I'm, I didn't win any of this shit, so I'm just gonna return it. And uh, so I don't have one, even though I won. So I, I gotta get one from Ray uh, next time I see him. But uh, that and just you know, my first pond pull, 
you know, which was during golden hour, which was actually quite surprising because I couldn't see the heli too well, um, which I think also helped me just fly lower and say, fuck it, you know, whatever, let's have fun. Um, if it dies, it dies. Which, yeah, right. Like if it goes in, it goes in. It's a nitro. It's my 580 nitro too, which was, you know, my, just that, my sweet flying helicopter right now. Um, but yeah, no, it landed, you know, came back in one piece, no problem. Uh, the event, I don't think was as big as the previous year. I think we were on like 90 pilots while well, last year, I think it was about a hundred. Um, but this year I think was even better than the previous. Um, I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, we did the live podcast there, which was chaotic and, you know, hilarious and fun at the same time. And, you know, Unlike some other podcasts, you know, if you do hear it on the free fall catch up episode, um, you'll get the more raw unedited version than <laughs> the watered down edited version you might hear on some other shows out there with a million hosts. Um, but yeah, uh, no names mentioned. No names uh, mentioned. Doesn't want to. No, yeah, no names. Yes, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that no, was great times. Heli X has really become, I think one of the premier events to go to in the Southeast or just in, in the U S like, you know, Urcha is like the one that like, okay, you know, you're in the U S you're international. You need to go to Urcha. If you're in the U S you need to go to, to Heli Extravaganza. Like I think that just beats everything out of water as far as the amenities, the, the place, the, the people, just everything about it. Uh, it's just fantastic. So, it's like yeah. the bougier cool. version of RCH. To me, it's like the bougier version of RCHO. Like you just, yeah. So it's like there's so all those guys mm-hmm. are there, yep. and it's the same excitement, the same energy, mm-hmm. minus the burning burning of furniture. Yeah, um, minus the fire bits. <laughs> you know, it is a nice place, so we don't want to burn it down. But um, yes, very much so. So RCHO feeling, but like you're at a golf country club. Yeah, you know, like you're at like a high end country club, like bathrooms, you know, showers, all that stuff is just amazing. Okay, so I have a question then. Mm-hmm. Being that I'm west coast of Canada, mm-hmm. the likelihood of me being able to make it out to all these different east coast events is pretty slim to just about none. Sure. So, yeah. in all likelihood, I'm probably only going to make it to. I'm thinking I'm probably going to try and make it to another single event next year, like I did with Urcha this year, so I can hang out with a bunch of you guys again. Heli X. Yeah. You think, well, this, is that the one I should be doing? Is Heli mm-hmm. X? Yep. Yeah. But you got to do it the proper way. You got to go there from, I would say, if you're coming and this could be the one US big event, do like yeah. Wednesday to, to Sunday. Yeah. Do an RV rental. Right? Yeah. Even if you want to share it with someone, like if you get down Frank or whatever, you know, get a couple of people, rent the, the biggest RVs you guys can afford. If you're going to do it with a couple of guys, man, rent the fifth wheel, you know, like rent, rent a big one. Yeah. But do it nice. Do it, do it well like that. And like, I mean, it doesn't really matter how many helis you bring. Like you can, you know, you, you made it to each of a two. So just yeah. bring that. That'll be fine. Yeah. You know, ship your batteries or whatever to, to, uh, or ship everything, you know, to, to whoever, like me or yeah. any one of the, you know, many folks that drive there. Uh, Andy yeah. will probably be going again next year. So 
you know, yeah. might be no, able that, to do at this point, him. that's not what I'm concerned about. It's more mm-hmm. just thinking which, what event should I try and focus on next year? You know, it's going to be hard because I know, I know Augie's really working hard on Urcha and I know and he's going to really thinking push that on that. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the exact same thing. And so it would be nice to do Urcha and I actually would like to do Urcha again, but, I uh, just, you know, it would be nice to do a different one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. Has hassle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the problem. It's you know, we all have a limited number of vacation days no matter what, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And uh <laughs> <clears throat> don't be scared you know, man don't this, be scared the, the other the other catch too is you know the stupid uh, uh, inflation just is costing me more and more money and it's like oh i don't know if oh, i yeah, afford man. to do Trust too me, many trips either right? economics is yeah. you know hurting exactly yeah. so yeah so anyways <laughs> go on yeah keep on yeah, going so, you saw so more events and whatnot. yeah that's how you know um, the next, I guess, would be Travis's mowdown. Yeah, that's one yeah. I so, want to hear so this about. This is a here. special one. This is a special one. Obviously, um, everyone knows what you know has occurred with Travis and, and, the, and the accident, and he is back in the states, right? You know, I've, I've heard he's in, I believe, San Antonio in one of the best VA hospitals, you know, that the military has, you know, to help him and uh, help his recovery. So let's all kind of, you know. Give our hearts and prayers to Travis. He's still, you know, he's in mm-hmm. stable condition from what I hear, but still, you know, he's in rough condition. So yeah. it's going to be a long journey, even, you know, when, when his injuries are, are gone, you know, mentally, I'm sure like, you know, his whole crewman, like, you know, his whole team perished that day, you know, like that's, that's gotta be yeah. a mind fuck, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, you know, let's, let's make sure Travis and, you know, Joe and his family are, are being, supported um and the amount of support that the freaking heli community you know the heli community is one of the smallest subset of community of group of you know folks in the the heli you know in the rc community right like there's way more airplane folks you know like you go to you know flight fest and there's 1500 pilots like you don't get that at urcha right it's there's but the amount of money and support that that everyone's raised just in the mowdown event alone, not including all the other events and all the other like direct to Joe's PayPal, you know, people have sent. 
was over twenty thousand dollars, which is amazing. Wow! From the raffles to the um, just the auctions that they were doing, they were doing a live auction with people just donating stuff. Like, you know, people are like, "Hey, you know, I have this helicopter for sale," and, and they brought it there and like, you know, they're like, "Ah, screw it, let me donate it." And they donated to and you know, one couple hundred bucks for for Travis, you know, and Joe and his family, you know, and. Man, I got to call this one out, you know, not only because he's a fellow uh, BK team member, but like, I, you know, like, I couldn't believe it. So, you know, the BK Hobbies put up a Goblin 500, SAB BK Hobbies put a Goblin 500 up. And that came, like, I think with a, a X Nova motor, um, you know, to mount for it, Theta servos, I think. And what was the ESC? Hobby Wing ESC. And. The amount of money that so basically Alex, um, what was his last name? Shoot, now I just remember, forgot his last name. It'll come back to me. But Alex purchased this stuff. He won the the bid. He won the auction. He then took the ESC, and I guess because he flies another ESC, he donated that ESC back into the auction. And at the end of the day, that single auction won sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you know, which is way over the price of a Goblin five hundred and a servo and a motor and you know all that stuff. So like it was crazy, like it was just awesome that he did that. Um, just so many, but that that's only a little bit, right? That's one person sixteen hundred compared to the twenty plus thousand that was raised for this, you know, which is just wow, mind blowing. And not just mind blowing, you know, we we blew cannonballs in the sky, <laughs> you know, at this event, you know, we we did it up. People were flying their asses off for Travis, you know, and then that's the only way I can say it because not only they were flying for Travis, they were crashing for Travis. They were like, helis were going in left and right this event. People didn't care. We were having a great time. We were showing the support and, you know, it was just great. It was, it was great. It was great to see so many, you know, friends, familiar faces, um, you know, going to the, the Virginia events. Um, we did miss some, you know, that weren't that, weren't there but you know they were supporting another event that was a little close by that was uh you know their first event so that's awesome that they were supporting uh, a new heli event coming around the corner so um yeah really i can't really say anything else about it it's just you know gotta give it up for casey uh doug darby um just everyone you know sal sal and sal's kitchen and everyone you know from the fredericksburg area rc club for doing what they do uh, to help out. Um, we missed you, Joe, at this one. Obviously, you're, you know, there with your son. So, you know, this was for you. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, of course, our prayers, best wishes uh, for them. But also, um, you know, just to to keep everyone, you know, I know that this w- it was a really, really, you know, community effort, what happened yes. at, uh, yes. at the Travis Meltdown. But, you know, but they continue to go through the struggle, right? So, um, mm-hmm. they continue to, to get any help. Um, so any help that you can get to them is well received. So, uh, continue to donate. Uh, I know that there's, uh, a PayPal. You can donate to Tim Ninja also. Um, there was a fund me, a GoFundMe account that was set up. So any of the means that are out there to, uh, to help Travis, you know, if you can continue to help. Uh, you know, five, ten, whatever, what you can afford, just, uh, uh, 
continuous help until, you know, they go through this hump, which is going to be a, a long road. You know, they went out, they were out of the country for a while. Um, now they're back in the States, um, you know, and, you know, they're they, out of they, country for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they didn't work for that month. Right. So they, they yeah. just basically took a, took a plane and went to support their son. So, um, so, so they are going to continue to need the help. So, um, mm-hmm. so just, uh, if, uh, if anyone listens to us and, you know, wants to help, um, there's very several ways to do that and, um, continuous help until they go over this hump will be greatly appreciated. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do have one more event that I went to right after that, actually. <laughs> I went to a lot of Cool. Events. Um, it's a smaller event. It was a Hanover RC Heli Smackdown. It's, um, it was actually an event I first drew last year, but this year I, you know, I let the, uh, the local club actually run it. So John Ireland, who's, uh, one of my buddies, um, ran it and yeah, it was a really good event. It was, uh, wasn't a lot of pilots. I think it was probably about like 40 pilots or so. Um, small little Thursday, Friday, Saturday event, but. We had a great time. I mean, <laughs> we were, yeah, you know, a lot of night flying, a lot of flying in the daytime, just just, just a lot of good fun. And, uh, yeah, I think it's always fun when you have, like, you know, certain people that kind of, like, have fun with the, you know, night shenanigans, you know, <laughs> you know that, that, might, that might come from North Carolina and be part of this RCHO club, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. whenever they're around, they, we always have a good time. So yeah, it's definitely a good event, a good small event. And uh, yeah, I love it. Cool. All righty. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good update, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say too much now. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. Well. All right. So, uh, well, so usually at this point in the show, we we uh, move over to our, to our interview. But because of uh, Kyle's schedule, we actually did that the other way around. So mm-hmm. I guess that leads us to the end of the show. So um, I just want to thank everyone. And of course, before I forget, before Darren reminds me again and knocks me on the head, um, <laughs> let's let's give out some uh, some contact information. So Darren, if uh, someone wants to contact you and uh, find out, you know, how those uh, Canadian lands are at, uh, how everything's going north there, um, what's the price of the gasoline or how to convert, um, you know, from... Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> so you know uh well any questions uh how can they get in contact with you well as i've said many times you could try facebook but don't expect a whole lot uh best way is rcheliderren at gmail.com okay all right fair enough uh frank uh if someone wants to uh send you some hate email because you're having a wonderful time in very warm weather all throughout the year how can they do that so this is going to be a tribute to Rob Boyd. Uh, you, can start, you can start off by going to somewhere near the Atlantic and uh, setting up a flare. And hopefully I am hanging out on the beach, you know, enjoying the beach in the middle of December. And I can see it. And then that'll let me know that I need to go check out one of my emails or Facebook pages. And, you know, I'll get back to you that way. If not, just catch me on the inside of the RC Heli Hangout group. On Facebook, where I'll most likely be in, either staring the pod or trying to calm someone down from having a moment. So <laughs> this is for you, Rob Boyd, and you know no one said this, but uh, while RCHN V3 was short-lived, it was great, and mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm extremely thankful for 
Dan K. Reed for bringing that back and bringing a lot of joy to people's life. I, I, I didn't always agree with what he said and how he said it, but I always respected him. Yeah. 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 No, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. No, I would add to that sentiment. Um, yeah, it was definitely short lived. RCHN V3. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed Rob's perspective. I, you know, I, I thought he actually was a good addition to the team. So it was kind yeah. of, you know, so it's kind of sad that it all ended the way it did end it. Yeah. You know, on that note, I think, Frank, you're going to be getting an email from me in a little bit just to, you know, talk about some of the old helicopters you've been flying these days, you know? <laughs> Too soon? You know? Too soon? I still, I still have a Goblin 700, you know? I don't usually... Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, that might be that might not be too cold anymore, you know? You it's know? not the most updated. I, I you only do about like 12 events a year, and that's really not cutting the amount of events That's, that's that we not expect. enough. <laughs> that's not enough, you know? You know? <laughs> we kind of expect a little bit more, hey, so... Yeah. Mm. You know, and I'm just not <laughs> up to date on the latest and greatest every day. Yeah, you still fly V-Control. Come on. Jesus Christ, I should. God, that's like, that's that's like, that's like five year. years old now. It's like ancient technology. All righty. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, if someone wants to get in touch with you, figure out if you're ever going to do uh, Free for C version 2 or, uh, you know, where to catch you on the next event, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, easiest way would be Facebook. Uh, hit me up on Steve Yun, Y-U-N. Um, you'll see, I don't know, it's really hard to guess. There's a lot of Steve Yuns out there, so you'll see my profile picture of my wife, but then you'll see like my banners, a heli, me in a helicopter, so you'll know that's me. Um, one thing, um, you can message me, but if you're not friends with me, I might not see that message or respond to that message. And if you try to friend me, I appreciate it. If you have some type of helicopter image or post or picture, if I, you know, I do, I will scrape your for um, your profile, and if I don't see anything heli related, I think you're a spammer or some, you know, scammer, spammer, scammer. So I will reject your uh, invite. So, uh, you know, so yeah, I won't friend you. So please, you know, even if you have one temporarily, I'll be like, oh, okay, he's into helicopters. You know, because that's what my Facebook's mainly used for. So that's what I like to keep the friendship levels on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the best way. That okay. One. Yeah. Fair cool. enough. Mm-hmm. How do we reach you, Javier? Um, well, um, you can reach me at uh, my YouTube channel. I try to respond to all comments whenever I post. So that's a tinyurl.com slash toadiescoil. Uh, you can also reach me at Javier Moreno at Instagram or an email toadiescoil at gmail.com. Or if you still use it, you can also send me a PM uh, on Helifreak because I know that I'm one of the 10 people that still use it, but um, but that's fine. I, I still do respond there. No so, Facebook? No Facebook. No, no Facebook. Oh, but you're on Instagram. On, but I'm on, on Instagram. Instagram, yes. yes. Which is owned by the same company. Yes. Yeah, I, don't un- yes. I don't understand. In, in fact, everything I do on Instagram automatically goes to my Facebook account and vice versa. Ah, okay. Yeah, but now it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just too much. I know. <laughs> you know, Instagram doesn't seem to have as much traffic or let's say, uh, upkeep as Facebook. And, uh, you know, it just, I, I feel it's going to be too much. So. Yeah, my wife and daughter don't think that the amount of reels I shared it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I still say we need to give we need to get Javier to take care of our skids up Facebook account. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, I started that thing and I'd never done anything with it. So <laughs> not not my proudest moment, but we're still recording no here. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Take us Alrighty. Out. So thank you very much uh, to everyone for listening to us again, um, and we'll be back. As usual, every single month on the 26th at 6. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, thanks, uh, Steve, for joining us today. And uh, we'll listen to you uh, next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>